everything in this world doesn't have meaning. It just has the meaning that you assign to it. So the meaning you assign, if it's not an empowering meaning, or it's not something that's like helpful for you or moving you forward towards a life that you want to live, then you don't need that meaning. Like let that shit go. Welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about the real and raw, messy middle of business and life transitions. My name is Celia Antonio, and I am here to navigate you through uncomfortable action so that you learn, grow, and achieve your goals. I'll share my journey, plus have inspiring guests openly share their lessons, wins, and struggles. If there's one takeaway I hope you can get from this podcast, it would be to be present and enjoy the journey. I'm so grateful you're here today. Now let's openly speak. Hello, happy new year. Well, happy belated new year. This is the first solo episode of season two. So yes, happy new year. Welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about the real and raw, messy middle of business and life transitions. Part of this podcast is kind of giving you a behind the scenes of like me building my business. So if you've been here since season one, you've seen me pivot and you've heard my stories about how I pivoted from when I first was showing up as self-expressed babe doing graphic design and then social media content creation and then branding, branding strategy, and then taking a big break, aligning with my divine feminine energy. If you're new to this podcast, I'll give you a little backstory. So before I showed up online as a business owner, as self-expressed babe, I was a yoga teacher and my account, if you scroll back on my Instagram account, you'll see my posts from being a yoga teacher. And then in starting my business from day one, when I showed up as a graphic designer, I knew that I eventually wanted to, like my words then were that I wanted to bring back in my spirituality from teaching yoga into my business because that's what I, that's what I love doing. Right. And I thought that I was there by showing up as a spiritual healer towards the end of last year. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to show up as a spiritual healer because that's me. But I realized like, I realized that that was still too vague and that it was still, there was like, I was really close, but there was still something where I was like, I need to get more specific and I need to really realize on, uh, I need to really realize what I have been good at for the past, how long have I been good at this thing that I've been doing? So now I'm showing up as a quantum self-love coach, quantum self-love coach, because I realized in taking a break from showing up on social media and really reflecting on life yet again, I've realized that I've been on this journey of growth since 15 when my parents got a dog like before my parents got a dog I was like so depressed and that was like my first that was like my first moment of healing and moment of falling back in love with myself and even at that time I had so many blocks so many blocks so many blocks like oh that way too many blocks to share 
in a podcast episode. And also it's like so far back, like I'm 30, how old am I now? 32. That's crazy. That's crazy. I feel, it feels weird to say that I'm 32 because of, um, at the end of 2019, I turned 30 and then like 2020 happened and like, we've been locked down. So like, it feels so weird to realize that I'm 32. Anyways, this was a nice, very rambly intro. And today related to the new direction I'm going, I want to share with you kind of like a little journey I came up with on how to become more fully self-expressed. Because now that I'm showing up as a quantum self-love coach, I'm really here to help you alchemize shame, guilt, and scarcity so that you can come to a place of deep self-love, a place of abundance and freedom so that you can be more fully expressed in this world. So then I asked myself, like, what are the steps to being fully self-expressed that I took? What are those steps that I took? So the first step is awareness. The first step is awareness. So for me personally, how that came about was I started going to yoga and meditation classes in 2014. So starting to go to this like ritualistic space where I'm taking an hour of my day to just like connect with my body, that was a huge pivotal moment that just really made me aware of all the blocks I still had, like how I, how I just shared that my self-love journey really began at 15 with my dog and then like slowly unfolded. But it wasn't until I started doing yoga that I really became aware of like, Oh, I have, I have this, I have like confidence blocks and I'm carrying around guilt and shame from my childhood. And I'm thinking about money in a way where it's like going to run out, like all these things. So that's the first step awareness. The second step from there is acceptance. So really just coming from a space where sometimes there'll be a, a little bit of lag time between being aware that you're doing something and accepting it. So sometimes sometimes we can become aware that we're doing something and we kind of like make ourselves feel bad for it. Or we wonder why is this showing up again? I thought I've dealt with this before, but really coming from a place of acceptance is the only way that you are going to move forward to get closer to that life that you want. Because if you're going to be an enemy to yourself because of certain blocks or certain habits or certain beliefs, why, like, why would you change? Like, I forget, I forget what uh, psychologist talks about this, but there's a psychologist that Amanda Francis quotes in her book. I'm currently listening to her audiobook, Rich, Rich as Fuck. And it's the first audiobook I've ever bought, but I had to buy it because I'm on her email list. And she shared about how she went off on a lot of tangents on the uh, audiobooks. I was like, ooh, I love tangents. I need that book in my life. <laughs> so in that book, she talks, she quotes a psychologist. I think she said it was her favorite psychologist. 
And the person says that uh, shame is not a way to facilitate change. Like with shame, you might change your behaviors in the short term because like you feel bad and you want to feel a little better, but for long-term sustainable lasting change, you're not going to make a change if you're making yourself feel shitty, you know? So that's the second step acceptance. So really just coming from a space of where I read this yesterday in, um, this book by uh, Yasmin, I think it's Yasmin or Jasmine Boland. She wrote a book called Moonology. And uh, I use that book to go through the full moon in Gemini because it was just the full moon in Gemini. As of the time recording this podcast, it's December, 2021. But uh, she has you write a forgiveness list. The moon was in my seventh house, which I don't know too much about the houses, but from what I read in the book, it's about uh, relationships. And my task for my forgiveness list was to write a list forgiving people for relationship mistakes. And she put mistakes in quotes. And then she put, and then after you forgive other people, like add to the list what you forgive yourself for. And then she put a little like asterisk next to the word mistakes and put in parentheses, something that when I read it, I was like, oh my God, that is so true. And it just kind of like relaxed my shoulders and it goes along with this acceptance piece. She wrote something along the lines of there really are no mistakes because everything happens for a reason. Everything is here to teach you something and everything is whole and perfect and complete and unfolding in the way that it's supposed to unfold. She had a shortened version of that, but that's like my long elaborated version of that. So really coming from a space of where you stop beating yourself up, you know, like letting go of that guilt, letting go of that shame, because it's okay that you, it's okay that you might still be carrying trauma. It's okay that maybe you maxed out a credit card. It's okay that you've had unhealthy dating relationships, whatever it is, it's okay. And it has nothing to do with your future. It has nothing to do with your future. It doesn't mean your future is going to be a certain way. It doesn't define your future. Only you get to define your future. And as far as like with guilt and shame, I think we, we guilt and shame ourselves because of our quote mistake that we did. We make it mean something about ourselves and something that Amanda Francis says in her book that I'm reading, which her book is about money, but I still think the same thing applies. She says, nothing means anything that you don't make it mean. So like everything in this world doesn't have meaning. It just has the meaning that you assign to it. So the meaning you assign to something, if it's not an empowering meaning, or it's not something that's like helpful for you or moving you forward towards a life that you want to live, then you don't need that meaning. Like let that shit go. (laughs) We don't need that. So that was step two, acceptance. And then Step three is alchemizing. So this is the part where 
you're already aware of the pattern or of the thing that you want to change, you're already aware of it, you notice it, the thing has come out of the shadows and into the light, you've also accepted it, which these two steps can take you time. Took me a few years. Now in this third step with alchemizing, you're going to take what you have currently and kind of like start to transform it into something more helpful. So this can look like writing affirmations for yourself that are helpful towards new beliefs that you want to adapt or new attitudes you want to adapt or a new kind of energy you really want to embody moving forward in your life. This can look like if you're aware and you're accepting of the thing you want to change, this can look like really tuning into like, what is this, what is this limiting and old belief and this thing that makes me feel guilt and shame? Like, where does this live in my body? How does it feel? And let me do something to like move and to release it and to let it go. Alchemizing can also look like this exercise that I was introduced to this year by um, a coach that I worked with named Brooke Allison. She calls this future casting. So it's a really fun exercise. You just get out your journal and you write a journal entry in the future in a way where like you just created what you are currently now working on. So for example, if you are working on launching your business, a future casting journal entry can be like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I just launched my website today. I already have 10 people on my email list and I have this amount of followers on Instagram, like just writing as if you're in the future and as if you have just attracted or created or manifested the goal or the thing that you're working towards right now. So that's a really good way. And the reason why alchemizing is so important is because it, it raises your energy. It raises your energy. And this is why... <laughs> This is why I'm so like, I'm so grateful for everyone that I invested in, in 2021 to get me to this space of realizing like being a quantum self-love coach is what I'm here to do because I'm like energy and spirituality and all of those like very like intangible things that you can't, you can't see them, but you can feel them. I hope this makes sense, but like your energy is everything. Your energy is everything. And there's going to be a completely different podcast episode about this topic in general, about energy is everything, because I think online, like, especially in this entrepreneurial space, there's too much talk about mindset is everything, which mindset is really important, but minds, your mindset really is your energy. And there's also other energies that feed into your mindset. So yeah, that before I go off on that tangent, that is where. So that is why alchemizing is so important because you're an energetic person. And whatever kind of like energy you are vibrating on, that's the energy you're going to attract into your life. 
that's the energy you're going to bring in. So if you can get to a space where you can shift your energy, where you can hold your body in a different way, like I have these affirmations that I like to listen to for abundance while I go for walks. And it took me about six months until the affirmations, I could really feel that they were hitting my energy in a different way because while I would walk, I would just like feel my heart, like so open and my shoulders relaxed. And I would feel like really tall as I was walking. And I'm just like, wow, like my heart has never been this open before. There's like something is shifting here. So that brings us uh, into, is that what I wrote for the fourth step? Yes. So that brings us into our fourth step, which is having an action plan because consistency is the only way you're going to make a change. So you could become aware of the thing. You could accept the thing. You can decide like, these are the new beliefs I'm going to uh, adopt, or these are the new attitudes I'm going to adopt but without consistency, it's not going to work. Without consistency, you're going to keep, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you had like a garden and you decided to plant some seeds and you watered it for a few days and then you were like upset that there wasn't a sprout yet. So you pull the seeds out and then you put in different seeds in there and you like keep doing the same thing. And then like you, your garden ends up being barren. Like your garden ends up having no vegetation whatsoever in it because you keep starting over. So think of that analogy. The next time you feel like giving up, the interesting thing about that is like that. Yes, the work is hard the work to fall in love with yourself on a quantum level and to shift your life and to attract a life where you like deeply accept yourself and you're spending your time with people you love. You're choosing to do things you love. You're attracting freedom and abundance into your life. It's difficult, but everything that I already shared with you now, like these four steps, if you go back to these four steps, it's like this cycle that you can continue to use throughout the process. So if you find yourself, if you find yourself in a space where you're like, ah, I don't want to listen to these affirmations because I've listened to them for three days and I don't feel any different. You can go back to step one, be aware, be aware of it, be aware of like, oh, I'm having some resistance to these affirmations or to Whatever action plan it is, like I'm just using affirmations as an example, just so you know. And maybe in being aware of it, maybe you just, maybe it's just growing pains and resistance to change. Or maybe it's that you need a different solution. Maybe the affirmations are are not your problem. But going back to that consistency piece, give the thing a chance. Give the thing a chance for at least, people usually say like 21 days, but honestly, I would say 90 days. I would say to give give a new habit 90 days to really like materialize as manifesting new energies within your body. Then going on to step two, accept 
that you have the resistance. This piece is so important because if we are beating ourselves up that the change is hard, of course, we're going to give up. Of course, we're going to give up. But if we can accept it and come from a space of, I like to have, so this might sound really weird, but like within my own internal dialogue, I like to have this voice that I call the inter, the inner mother. I call it the inner mother. And I've spoken about this on other people's podcasts before. It kind of like this kind of stuff, like always naturally comes out, which is another thing with, which was another piece that came out in my like reflecting of taking this time to really reassess of what direction I want to take my business forward. So that could it be, so that it can be even more aligned with my authenticity. So I like to have this inner voice of that. I call the inner mother, how this inner mother would work. I would first the, uh, awareness piece of having the resistance, then the acceptance piece of it's okay. So this inner voice is telling me, this inner mother is telling me, it's okay, you have these feelings. And what do you need? Like, what do you need to be okay? Like, maybe you just needed to eat a healthy meal. Maybe you needed a nap. Maybe, just maybe you've like neglected your physical health. And that's why you're having this like, icky energy towards doing the things that you know you need to do to get to living the life that you would love to be living. So that is the acceptance piece. And then you can go back into alchemizing by getting back to your action plan, or maybe you need to readjust it a little bit. But again, with the readjusting piece, I really want you to stick with something for 90 days. Like things take time really things take time. Like if I go back and I think about the first time I started listening to affirmations for confidence, I was 25 because at that time I was working for a startup yoga clothing brand and, uh, the startup decided to close my, I remember my boss did like an extra interview with me where we went over my strengths and, I asked him what my weakness was, like, what can I improve on? And he told me confidence. And at that time, that was 2015. That feels so long ago. Wow. 2015. At that time, YouTube was already around. So I looked at uh, affirmations on about confidence on YouTube. And I started listening to those, but honestly, it didn't work right away. It felt really good in the first few moments of just like hearing that audio of like, I am confident, but really I was coming from a space of fake it till you make it. So I was like pretending to be confident. So for so long, I would like stand tall with like my shoulders back, but it was in a very forced and masculine way. It wasn't like now with my heart space and my shoulders, my shoulders are back because they're relaxed. (laughs) They're not back because like my muscles are like forcing them back to be, to be like open, you know, I forget the point I was trying to make because I like to go off on tangents, 
but I hope all of this makes sense. And then in this four-step plan, so we have awareness, acceptance, alchemizing, action plan. I have a step five, which basically all I wrote in my journal, I wrote, you're at a new level. And then you get to go back to step one, because when you get to a new level of awareness, of self-love, of abundance, of any new level in life, there's still going to be room to grow. I think that's one of the reasons why I find self-development so fulfilling and so satisfying and why I've been on the self-development journey for over a decade. And I will continue to stay on this journey for the rest of my life because it's so satisfying to know like there's always more to learn. There's always more to grow. And really being in this, being in this space and being in this path of self-development really helped me during the pandemic because while most people were bored and uh, making TikTok accounts because they were bored, I was not bored at all. I was completely content because I had things to work on. Like if you're committed to your growth and you see the results in your growth and you know that there's always more to grow, but not in a way of like, you'll never be enough because you're already enough right now, simply because you exist. It's in a way of like, I would say of like being excited, being excited that like, Life is so good right now, and it's only going to keep getting better and better and better and better and better and better and better. If you come from that space, like why would why wouldn't you keep growing? Why wouldn't you stay committed? You know, and that's another reason why I realized like being a quantum self love coach. Not only is it something that I would be very good at. Like when I was sitting down and and realizing like, this is the direction to go. Not only is it that, but like, I've seen how it's so needed in the world. Like we just went through a pandemic and so many people had, so many people had a really hard time just being with themselves. And that is a symptom of not loving yourself. Like if you fully love and accept yourself, you could, you can be alone. No problem. You could be alone with your thoughts. No problem. And this doesn't mean that you have to be like fully healed or not be carrying any sort of trauma or any sort of guilt and shame. You could be full of trauma and guilt and shame and still love yourself because you're coming from a space of, I accept, I accept that I have these feelings like it's okay. Like you don't have to be your own bully. I'm just taking a little moment to, to see if there's anything else in this episode that I think needs to be shared with you now. But nothing is coming to mind, but I hope that this episode was helpful. It's very interesting to recording episodes where I literally just wrote like a little list in my journal 
And I was like, I'm going to record a podcast episode with no, no script planned and just really just come here and speak for my heart. So I know I go off on tangents and I know I ramble a lot, but I hope that it was all very helpful. I hope that this deeply served you. If you liked this episode, please reach out to me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe. I am so grateful that you took this time to listen to the Openly Spoken podcast today. Again, my name is Celia and I am a quantum self-love coach and I am so, so deeply excited to be able to serve you in this way. And I will see you next week. Thank you.